You are listening to The Mando Show, a weekly podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. This week we watched and talked about the season finale, The Rescue. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. Season finale is here. It was an amazing, wonderful episode, but right before that, probably about the worst news we could get. Right before we got to see the season finale this of this season two, uh, we got this, everybody got the sad news that Jeremy Bullock passed away. As a lot of Star Wars fans know, he is the original actor that played Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back. He was the actor that basically started everything, uh, the show that we're watching now. Uh, so many people love Boba Fett, and uh, everyone was saddened to hear his passing. Um, so we want to have a moment of silence for him before we get on with the show. So... This episode was more than anything anybody could have expected, I think. I cried. Yep. I won't hide it. I cried. Yep. yep. She, Every... she, Casey was asleep next to me, so I was like, she ain't going to see, so I cried. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it has come and gone already. Yeah. We waited so long for it, and suddenly it was it was here. We watched it, and now it's it's over. It's like we were just, oh my God, when are we going to get the trailer already for the season? Then all of a sudden, yeah. we just had the finale, and... And man, Bravo. Yep. Mm-hmm. what an amazing finale. All right. Anyway, let's get started with the introductions here. To the left of me is Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. Across the table for me is the one, the only, the editor extraordinaire. Five Show Joe, unapologetic Star Wars fan, and also cried a little bit. And to the right of me, Chad, the resident Mandalorian. I cried a lot of it. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> and I am Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. Oh, I've watched this three times now, guys. Uh, really? Only three? Uh, only three. Okay. It's only been out for... <laughs> it's not even been 24 hours yet. Not even, I know. Yeah. Udi, how many times have you watched it? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. Joe? Uh, this was, I think, three and a half, four. And Chad, this is twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, it, there's so many things that happened. This I don't I know where to go. Where do we sure begin? Where to begin. Yeah. I guess we we start. We start. Well, before we get into that, before we start with that, we have socials from last week's episode. So let's. That's where we're going to start. We're going to start with last week's stuff. So take it away, Joe. Sure. And before I get to that, I just want to do a little shout out. We're celebrating. This is the night it come. Usually we record on Sunday mornings, but I'm like, you know what? Let's let's do a little. Rewatch, and we're at our house. So thank you, Ken and Nicole, my sister, and we're having dinner. Thank you, They're thank you. Listen behind us, Casey's here, and Jared also. So, buddy, Jared's in the house. Yep. Yeah, but and Ginger, the uh, Mando dog. Yep. So on our episode thirty-nine, uh, chapter fifteen, the Believer, we got comments from our awesome listeners, and uh, let's see, we got Diotophobe. 
let's see. He wrote, could it be Vader's apprentice that comes to the call? That was a big theory, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's more than just Va- Jedi Force sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Vader's son. Yeah. T- technically, yeah, we found that out. Yep. A season ending with Darth Tiny, Grogo goes through all Sithy on Gideon. <laughs> Gideon, <laughs> Gideon goes Droidica and Misa here if <laughs> baby Jedi. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Gideon plus black armor plus damage plus force sensitive equals Lord Gideon. I know there's there's a bit, mm. lot of theories throughout the season that he was possibly force sensitive himself. And oh, by the way, another great episode from you guys. Thank you, sir. Thank Next you, week you. marks. 40 episodes that I've been listening to. Oh, wow. So, oh. Actually, and Thanks, 41, because we have some bonuses. So Yeah, they, if you listen to it. Oh, I'm sure you did. So thank you, sir, <laughs> for your comments and uh, and being such a uh, loyal listener and follower. Yeah, thank and you. And friend. Well, yeah, we're so sorry you listened to that bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you heard of that one. Not the dark one. <laughs> and uh, Sasquatch79, the fear and concern on Gideon's face from Den's message. Um, yeah, that's it chills i mean that meme that even disney plus put out of gideon saying that then had the quote then had mando underneath it is just like all right it's going to go down <laughs> oh yeah so uh that was our comments from that episode then we also put out the uh um our bonus episode of disney's uh news so uh we just got one comment on that one that's from sasquatch 79 and only because I, I put it out yesterday so we didn't have a lot of uh social media time on that but he's like I want to see a subtitled Chewbacca show. Backstory, history, and his life on the sheik. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me so. too. But um, yeah, so that bonus episode, like I said, that was just our take on the recent Lucasfilm uh, announcements. All but one mm-hmm. that was announced, and mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that later, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for interacting with us. Yep, appreciate thank the you. comments. Thank you all. So. Um, we also did a little something extra this time of the year. Um, there's a holiday season and, uh, I know this year has been <laughs> probably one of the hardest years I, uh, I think anybody's ever had, yeah. at least, uh, in, in current history. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many things going on. I, I can't even wrap my head around it most of the time, but uh, Joey brought forth something to us and, uh, a little bit of some giving back. So, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, this is from, uh, one of our followers, listeners and, uh, big, uh, Gina Carano fan and supporter. We've obviously, uh, expressed throughout the season, our, our support for her. So, uh, they actually did this, um, this, uh, follower, Emily and some friends got together and, um, basically as a gift to Gina Carano is, you know, people can volunteer sometime and or donate to any charity. And on today's date, uh, December 18th, posted on social media, giving in honor of Gina. So what we did is we donated to the Little Warriors, Little Little Warriors, Warriors Foundation. Foundation. And that's uh, the official charity of the Mandalorian Mercs. Mm-hmm. And if you want any information on uh, how you can donate, it's a year-round uh, charity, I believe. And just go to the Mando Mercs uh, website or Facebook page and... Um, and it was just doing it in honor of Gina Crona, and that's what we did. So, and uh, we gotten some pretty good feedback. Weirdly, more on Twitter <laughs> than on hmm. Instagram. So it, it's been retweeted and liked a lot. And so, uh, but we're, yeah, I mean, not just because of uh, that, but you know, we're happy to give because you know, like I said, it's, it's been a rough time, but this is a great charity, and you know, this is the way. Yep, this yep. is the way. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. And thanks for bringing that to our attention too. Yep. By the way, oh sure, absolutely. So, 
Ooh, wow. <laughs> All right, man. So yeah, it's deep I, it is the okay. So first, I'm going to start out with just saying I loved this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it. It gave me everything I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, which the show tends to do quite a bit. And really but, quick, uh, nine point nine rating on IMDb. Oh yeah, nope, no, not, not at all. Surprise. Highest rated episode of the series. So yeah, <laughs> and it like it started up, it went up, it kept going. Oh, I and know. It never, never yeah. stopped. It, it put like the pedal down and kind of went. Okay, you can't go anymore, and he kept on smashing it through mm-hmm. the floor. By the time we reach the end, I mean you have no idea what. I mean, it starts on. with a dog fight. I mean, come on. I mean, right <laughs> off the right off the hop, right. I mean the, the the fight everybody's been wanting to hear Boba Fett go up against another Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a fun little bar scene yeah. fight yep. too. Bar bar scene brawl. Can we start a new hashtag for like blaster to the face? Or oh yeah, we'll get uh, definitely. Can we get All there? Right, so yeah. hold on, okay, hold on. hit the nose. <laughs> what, what I want you guys to do real quick. We just finished watching it, so um, highlight for you, quick highlight, Joe. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, the obvious, uh, Luke freaking Skywalker. <laughs> okay, good. Udi, your highlight. Um. Uh, oh man, I'm overthinking it. Yeah. Uh, we will go with the uh, the Bo-Katan, pretty much. I, I I like her her whole interaction with uh, with Boba Fett. Like you're a clone. I'm like, oh, I love that. I've heard thousands of your. Voices. I've heard your voice a thousand, thousand times. times. I'm like, oh, I love that. Well, this she, voice will be the last. And then and then the whole, face, Boba giving it back. You saw her yeah. face when he first talked. She's like, yeah. whoa, well, I know. <laughs> And then, and on top of it, he kept on calling her princess. I'm like, do you know? Do you know? Like, do you know she's Bo-Katan? Mm-hmm. He never really he clarified. He, he knows. knows. Did, okay, but he, 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 he didn't really clarify. I'm sure Django told him. I would hope. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway. He knows. He was around through all that. Yep. Chad, highlight. Uh, I, I I could think about this forever, so I'll just go with uh, and agree with Joey, Luke Skywalker. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, watching that X-Wing pull up, I think, is pretty much it. I was like, yes, Trapper Wolf to the rescue. <laughs> I tried to keep an open mind because you see the X-Wing. You're like, oh, that's Luke's X-Wing. And then yeah. he gets out and you see the green lightsaber. And you're like, oh, that's Luke's it's green Luke lightsaber. Go. But it could also <laughs> be somebody else. It could and then be you somebody see, no, no. Then, then you, you see the gloved, gloved hand. hand and you're like, like no. no. Okay, it's yeah. Luke. maybe yeah. someone else has a black glove, too. Like, <laughs> and then maybe Ezra's copying his style. Like, <laughs> in that same exact hilt, he got it at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're knowing Star Wars fans pretty much knew that was Luke. Oh, right away. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw the, uh, like I was saying, I saw the uh, white astromech in the back of that, and I was like, that's R2. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I For didn't sure. put that together, so that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, no, I saw it right away. Yeah. All right. So let's start up at the beginning. Watching Slave One come in and just firing away at that uh, uh, Imperial shuttle. shuttle. I was a little that you know obviously what the what is going on here and then seeing uh the old doc in the back there finally we finally see him actually him again in person. Yeah. yeah um i love the interaction how many of you thought it was completely unnecessary but amazingly intimidating that slave one pulled up right in front mm-hmm. of him after oh, yeah. that stuff stopped <laughs> i was thinking that that is such a baller cool move. guy movie yeah. baller move. absolutely like Check me out. I'm going to wreck you if you even try and move. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I love seeing that. Uh, the interaction. Man, what is it with these Imperials? They have zero loyalty. They are more oh, than willing I know, to right? shoot each other in the back. Yeah, they do not care. Yeah, second Every Imperial time. to Imperial. 
Yeah. Crime. Mm-hmm. The, I'll the, kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Uh, yeah. If I'm okay. Yeah. It's like operating procedure, man. And yep. nobody can ever figure it out because the guy who gets shot isn't around to tell anybody else that that's what's going to happen to him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. that was it. But hit that dude's little lines with Kara, man, he picked ooh, the wrong, wrong one person. He well, called her dropper. I'm like, ooh. Well, obviously, too, the first girl, when that guy shot in the back, he was not uh, long live the Empire because he was no. like, I'm not with that guy. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to run. But yeah, yeah. That, that dialogue with the second pilot and Kara. Ooh. Oh, you yeah, you kind of get awesome to see dialogue. it from the Imperial mindset, too. You, like, yeah. you hear it from Gideon, but you mainly heard it from him. Like They're really pissed off at the millions of people that got killed by these terrorists that mm-hmm. right? just like suicide-bombed their, their, their little planet. Yep. And you know us, because we watched it all from the other side, we're like, screw you, dude. But like, yeah, you're the bad. You kind of understand that yeah, hatred you, coming across. Yeah, you, it was that clerk's dialogue coming to life. Yeah, in front of it, us. it yeah. really yeah. was. What about all the like the contractors? <laughs> yeah. like, it's well, not their fault they were there when it happened. You know, that, but they're working on the Death Star. Don't you think they'd know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I know Kevin Smith. I saw a posting from him. He watched it, man. That guy is. And I, I know he makes a joke of, you know, he jokes about it himself all the time that he cries at everything you know so of course he had a picture of himself in tears watching it, and i absolutely get it i'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we all yeah. have had yeah, a, a tear we, in our yeah. eye and going on that i missed it because I, you know I, when the when we had movies every weekend and something new especially something marvel and stuff that's close to our hearts and everything so this is the first thing since that he's posted since i believe endgame that he you know he really got emotional about mm-hmm. the, on the theater and Yep. Or Spider-Man, one of those, but I mean, so seeing Spider-Man. him, yeah, seeing yep. him teary-eyed again, I mean, I felt, because I read his tweets, I'm like, that's exactly how I felt. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, and there's been lots of people that, and it probably started from clerks, making the jokes about that, you know, yeah. like, what about everybody that was on the Death Star? I mean, that even there was made, a lot of people. Yeah, there that, that even died. made it to How I Met Your Mother. And that she, made yep. it in there. That, yeah, and Force Awakens. The whole thing with Finn about him being in sanitation oh, was yeah. a direct yep. little thing to yep. uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, when he was talking to Han, he's like, "Oh, you worked on Star Killer Base? Yeah, right. I was a janitor or sanitation. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah." That so I mean I think it's 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 really cool that something that was done as a joke got brought in like in, from a serious perspective. Like, yeah, no, that's a real issue mm-hmm. from their point. I mean, if you sit down and really think about it and dissect it, so well, we get. Two episodes in a row where we see it through the Imperial side, too, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I know. I really like that they give you this. The genius of the show, I think, is the fact that you can watch it once, enjoy it like crazy and, and have a good time. But then rewatching it. There's so many things that you can take away. There's so mm-hmm. many things that you can dissect. There's so many things that that get said that you don't catch the first time. Yeah. You know, it's something it's something that's just built in that gives you things to think about, which I think is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and it shows a level of of craftsmanship that if this is where all the Star Wars shows are going to go, <laughs> I it's going to be. I can't wait. Oh, I know. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, all right. just, I mean, but just the intensity of I mean, them going back and forth and they weren't, neither one was backing down oh, at all until, you know, the marshal, oh, yeah. the, mis- oh, the yeah. law of the Republic blasts them right in the nose. Dude, Dude. that is the first time I've seen that. And <laughs> I love the costuming and the makeup. Cause then like 
was it two scenes, three scenes later, Pershing's there and his right ear is still all black from <laughs> yeah. the uh, from the yeah. shot. Yep. Yeah, well, and then you have, and then you have her with no remorse, turn turn around and and you know walk out of the cockpit, and Mando turns on turn around and is like, whoa, You're just staring at like her. Like even he hadn't seen that from her. She also yeah. professionally tried to de-escalate by giving him many opportunities <laughs> to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she played Marshall very well. Congrats, Gina. Oh. Says the See, law enforcement. I know that was that right. side of the side of it. I didn't even <laughs> yeah, think about it. You're right. She did. She gave him. Her down she gave him down. opportunities yeah. to be <laughs> Well done. Oh my god! Remind me to stay out of sack. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. No, that turnaround that uh, the Mando did, watching her yeah. walk out. That that said a whole bunch of things. Yeah. You know, his once wheels that were cut to the opening scene, I was like, that was intense. Yeah, like, very. I needed a breather for a second before right. the episode even started. Like, I can't stress enough the shot to the guy's face. face. You know, yeah. it went straight between the eyes too. There was no holding back, and, and no and f- pause, and no nothing from her. Like. For a show that has zero blood, yeah. I think that's about as visceral as that it is. There's gotten. another spot, and you probably can think about it, but I want to talk about it when we get to it later. But it is probably the most violent I've ever seen Star Wars get. And they've cut Django head like Mace cut Django's right? head off, but this is more violent, and it involved nothing done to anyone. Hmm. Okay, right. So um, we move on. <laughs> we move on from that to. Uh, the beautiful shot of slave one coming across that planet. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know what planet that was. Again, they, they're, they're not bothering to label mm-hmm. any of the I was planets. like, is that Lafal with those uh, stacks? <laughs> oh, I know. Stars? Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no I don't. I thought I'd get tired of seeing the slave one, but this episode made me love just seeing it so much more. Well, it was actually- every shot with it was just beautiful. Well, because we're now getting a full, like anything mm-hmm. with Boba Fett right now, we're getting the full, like heavy load of like who, how how much of a bad A he mm-hmm. is we're and getting, everything. Yeah. We're getting the full frontal fat. Yeah. That's what we're yeah, getting. Yeah, there we go. Full frontal fat. Another yeah. hashtag right there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We're getting <laughs> to see we see how awesome of a warrior he is, what his his code of honor is, and then we get to see Slave One actually doing a fight. You know, the last time we saw that ship duel, it was against Obi Wan. So yeah. you know, not gonna seem very impressive because it's he's going up against the Jedi, but Watching that thing just rip apart, like like didn't even it, it, the Tie Fighters that it blew up, it was like nonchalantly just blip blip blip, blip yep. done. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. That thing he he knows how to fly, he knows how to fight. So yep. the reputation that they built into his background, now they're showing how much it is absolutely mm-hmm. earned. So and that part's that's that's awesome to see that finally see that. So. That was really well done, but watching watching that ship fly across the, the sky, pretty cool to see it. And then it coming down and landing right next to the other really iconic ship that anybody who's watched Clone Wars to see that in live action as briefly as it was mm-hmm. was I mean it was amazing. I always forget <laughs> how big those are comparatively speaking to everybody's right? uh, yeah. uh, ships. So um, I don't even know what that's called. Do you know what it's called, Chad? The Mandalorian ship, that the iconic one that was in, in Clone Wars? Uh, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but it's separate from the uh, Fang Fighters and Rebels mm-hmm. in the Concord Dawn episodes. Those ones are smaller. Um, those are the Protectorate Starfighters, Fang Fighters. I don't know what the bigger one is. Yeah, I'm, I, 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if they even said the name in, in Rebels. Or, I'm sorry, Clone Wars. Maybe somebody can Google it while we're talking. Anyway, but watch seeing that sitting there, too, was really cool to see. So, um, And, you know, we're really focused right now. Like I said, we just finished watching it, so we're really focused on the characters, the action, the story. But there's so many other layers to this entire episode <laughs> that is... Even getting back to the uh, the previous scene with the uh, Dr. Pershing, like fans of the show are eagle-eyed, and the first time they saw him, people are like, "He's a clone scientist." Like he's got this one patch that you can see out of the corner of your eye in this one shot, and it's the cl- same clone patch they had from Camino. Yep. Well, even the uniform. Yeah. If you can, I, I mean, you recognize the Caminoans were wearing that yeah. basic color, kind of gray and white. And in that kind of makeup, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then they you know, acknowledge right. it. He's a clone scientist. And you're like, oh, we're so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the mo- most wanted men mm-hmm. for the Republic right now. Right. Yep. Again, so much information dropped in dialogue that they do. They short dialogue, but a ton of information. Every I word matters. It. Yep. I love it. It's amazing. Um. So we know that Mando and Boba Fett clearly are coming to go talk to Bo-Katan, which we all knew was coming. At least I knew it was coming. Yeah. Right. Um, I know we, we were making our predictions on who was going to show up for this um, rescue mission. And uh, I was pretty sure that Bo-Katan was going to be there. So, Oh yeah. I thought not, the, all three of them were going to be there actually. Yeah. So I was, was kind of surprised not to see the guy, not to see Axe. It would have been too much there. though, but I, I like with her and Custer Reeves. Shazer Banks' character. Oh, Gauntlet, of course. I think he would have taken away from the, these chicks kick super ass. Mm. And it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been as cool if he's walking around with them, you know? I think he wouldn't have had anything to do, honestly. Right, probably. He would <laughs> just know, be another I, guy walking around, yeah. shooting his blasters into the air. Yeah. You know? No, I know. He would have been right behind him and been like, yeehaw, or something. I mean, yeah. yeah, because there was no reason for him to be there. Especially some of the action that comes a little bit later. I'll get to, you know, we'll get to it more, mm-hmm. but like, it, it was. It worked better in pairs than the odd number. Yeah. <laughs> the way yeah. when they get to the yep. the craft. Yep. For sure. But even that. Uh. Once they get to the bar and see her, just the intensity doesn't stop. It even heightens yeah. what we saw in the shuttle and just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what happened to Axe? Where do you go? I'm sure they'll write a comic about it. Okay. He was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out. He's like, guys? Yeah, guys. Where's everybody? Where'd everybody Where'd you go? go? Why, is, or, why is the bar empty and the tables are smashed? What did I miss? <laughs> I wasn't go, in there that long. Where'd the ship go? <laughs> it, it's in a reel. Oh, it's man. in a reel. We're never going to see. That would be funny. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But watching, I mean, it, it just the the... I love all the dialogue that was happening between Bo-Katan, the fact that she called him out as a clone. Yep. Um, Casca, yeah. just, you're gonna, you think you're a badass? Come here, I'll show you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm that, not backing down from you. I that mean, was a great fight. Yeah. yeah, and before their tussle, like I said, just the dialogue that built up to it, and like she didn't even pay attention to who he was. She was talking to Den, and you know they're going back and forth about Moff Gideon. Then once... Uh, then you know when, once Boba starts talking, you see her eyes kind of like, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. And that's when she started chiming in on him. Then he chimed in on her, you know, calling her princess. And mm-hmm. you're not even a real Mandalorian. And you know you're and ah, oh great. 
Yeah. Just that dialogue mm-hmm. of that. Uh, you're disgraced with that armor. Yeah. You just this get armor your... was my father's. Yeah. You mean your donor? You mean your donor? I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. smack talking was intense. Oh, yeah. The, the entire scene was intense. Yeah, but I don't think there's there was a single scene in here that wasn't intense. No. So, you know, they had that, and the fight scene was great as always. Their choreography, you know, especially when it's not edited together. Like, I mean, we had that one fight that mm-hmm. I that I complained about with Ahsoka and that the magistrate, but um, the fight scene, you know, with people who know how to fight, clearly always has a much better flow and and a lot less uh, editing in it, so you can follow the action better. Yeah. So I think the fact that they keep doing that and they keep finding people who can do that is is awesome. They they need to keep that up. And I, I love how Costa Reeves, uh, Sasha Banks' character, and even going back to the first episode they were in, she fights a lot with her jetpack. Yep. And it's like, I like that because it's a lot of uh, what Sabine was doing, when they in, but without having to bring Sabine, it's like oh, yeah. they just introduced a new character, which I'm all for. Yeah. And I think it was better that way. But, um, yeah, just like I said, that little jetpack DDT on Boba Fett into the table was was pretty awesome. Yeah, but, you know, um, going to Casca, um, in the final season of Clone Wars, Bo-Katan is flanked by two other Mandalorians, and I don't know if they're named in the show. Are they? One is Sabine's mom. Right, it's right, in the credits. Oh, right, yeah, but then and the other one wasn't, but is the one where people think is the armor. Okay, but I, I mean that seems to be obviously, yeah. and and it was me just kind of tying one, you know, two and two together, like Bo-Katan always traveling with a couple people. That's why she got introduced, had Axe and Casca, and then now it was odd for me yeah. to see her. I think because they're one. using Mercedes, she's a little too young for that. So I think. Casca's probably uh, would have been like a child around that time. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is that armor uh, they couldn't have possibly been the armor because clearly she's uh, faction. Yeah, we can throw out that. Yeah, that, doubt. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, of course, she, after the tussle, she throws out that, you know, if we had that half that spine of that you guys had, then we would have never lost our planet. You yeah. Know? So yeah. that's still very fresh and new because according to Boba Fett, you know, the whole Mandalore is nothing but shattered glass pretty much. Right. Yeah. The glass planet. Yeah. Um, well, you know, they, I, I mean, we knew that we we're going to, he was going to convince them to come and help anyways. I mean, you talk about Moff Gideon. We know that, that she has a bone to pick. Obviously she wants the dark saber back. So, you know, we, we, it's no surprise that she's going to be in regardless of what, mm-hmm. whatever kind of trash talking is happening. So, um, and I, Udi, I know you, you mentioned you like how everything that, that how uh, Bo-Katan was. Unfortunately, this is where I, I kind of stray away from the, the way you feel because, um, there were a few times I felt, and this was the only thing which was actually a little bit of a downside for me, was I felt that it was a little over, overly dramatic mm-hmm. um, when she was talking about, you know, Gideon's mine and, you know, you got that. I mean, it felt, I mean, and I love Katie Sackhoff and I generally love all the stuff that she does, but I don't know. It felt a little, a little forced, a little, a little too... 
totally agree. Too dramatic. The you know, only thing. Too soap opera. Uh, Gideon's mind. I just wanted to make that clear, and I'm sitting on the couch like, "Yeah, we got that in the third episode. Like, yeah, we get it. You but, want Moff Gideon? Yeah, no, but but I, I I I can see your point. But to me, all I'm thinking is her focus is Dark Saber getting it back. The rule is, you know, she has to defeat him. Nobody else. I mean, she didn't the first sure. time she got it, so well, I, what's well, it matter I, this time? I, I, I you know, know and, I was thinking and that too. Me too, and I'm like, well, why does that matter now? Because exactly of Well, that. and I was going to ask, bring that up, then I thought to myself, this, I kind of answered my own question at the time, because I was like, well, Sabine just gave it to her, and the first time she said no, then the second time, but at at that particular moment, the other clans actually threw their support, yeah. all, the, all the number of Mandalorian clans all there, and so it, in... In that way, they did a yeah. rare thing and did a vote yep. instead of a, you know, combat. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I told, like I said, I was thinking about it in my head, but then I, I just went back to Rebels. And no, and I think you're right with that. It's the, the one rare. Right. I think there's obviously a story there. Oh, yeah. Of how it happened. Bad um, Batch, maybe? I don't I don't know if they're going to tell Oh, no, now. that would be after the Clone Wars. It would be. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to, if they're going to do it in something like that. I mean, obviously we're going to find out um, whether it's in bad batch or not, but clearly there's something that happened where Gideon ended up with it. Um, it, from what I could tell, I think there's, she feels like there's a stain on her honor possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he got it. He swindled her or yep. he beat her. I can't imagine that he actually, beat I, her I can't in a fight. either, but he even kind of threw in a dig at her. Like, you know, you'd be a false leader, kind of like you you pretender. are a false leader. You'd be a pretender. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he did pretty good against Din, but you know the entire time they're having that fight, he's he knows if he gets disarmed that Din wouldn't kill him because it's not the honorable thing to do. And he knows he's screwing over Bo-Katan. So is he really trying to kill Din yeah. in that fight? Do you think he threw the fight? Oh, yeah. He absolutely threw the fight. He took, what, he took so much more maniacal enjoyment... And going back with Din and having to explain that now she's got to kill him. Yeah, he's and walking he's there with a smile the, the whole time. time. Well, and, no, and then even true. even the very first thing he says after that, he's like, "Oh, you spare my life." What do you? This should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Right away, he knew what he was doing. I know he did realize very quickly. Yep. that he wasn't going to be killed because the spear stood there for way too long. Oh yeah, it should have instantly gone into his skull if he yep. was going to die. So. Which just goes to show how quickly this guy's brain works, yeah. which is always a dangerous mm-hmm. one of the... Assume he yeah. knows everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, he put it out there <laughs> right away. I think that's just bluster. Well, personally. it could be, but and you know may not be bluster. wrong. <laughs> well, he might believe his own garbage guy, actually. <laughs> because, so, okay, yes, you're absolutely right. When he got to got hauled into the bridge and he explained all that stuff, he took some serious delight, which... Juan Carlos Basito, awesome job oh, yeah. in that scene. As always, when he sits down and starts talking just to rub it in everybody's face, man, that this guy excels at it. I, I can't think of anybody who does it better than him. So he is clearly in there just enjoying it. And you're right. He did put them in a conundrum. I did not personally think that he threw the fight, though, but that is definitely something to think about for sure. But... You know, and he's enjoying, he enjoys when those dark troopers come back and he's got that look on his face. He's doing, you know, 
And then when the dark trooper, the second the dark trooper stopped pounding on that door. Yeah. He, did you <laughs> yeah. guys see? Oh, the, yeah. The first time yep. he didn't know what the hell was going <laughs> yep. on. Just that immediate fear He's like, just what? came Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. you, could, you, you felt it right away. I'm like, oh, he doesn't even know what's going on now. Before we get to the meat, <laughs> I mean, just the way they got into the shuttle, into the craft, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, little, like, the little uh, fake battle, and mm-hmm. then the flight of the, then, I mean, that was amazing. Which, like, who the put action on that? The, the blueprint for this ship together that they have to come <laughs> in through the launch tube when there's obviously way many other different places they could have landed in. And why don't they have handrails? I don't know. No, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, I'm not trying to follow it. Oh, me neither. But I'm logical like... <laughs> order here. I, I, I want to talk about the, the sp- people specifically. So, um, especially considering the acting that he did on that. I mean, there's there's so much to be said about people who can show emotions through their face. And again, in that scene where he was showing, he clearly showed he didn't know what was going on. And it is the first time you actually see fear on his face. You know, mm-hmm. everything else we've seen him in, he's either been pissed or incredibly sure of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, most confident person ever. And to see that moment of fear was very satisfying. But oh, also yeah. to the to his credit, man, what an amazing actor to be able to put that across like that. Well, especially right before that fear, he had that maniacal, maniacal laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the just that, that sinister, sm- like, you know, almost like Joker is you know once all the troop because he's like everybody in this room will die, we'll die yeah except for me and the right. child right yeah and he just had that sinister you know yep he had he had that that look of utter confidence that he was going to win period no matter what so um i mean it can't it can't be understated a, a, a good bad guy are the best they are absolutely the best. <laughs> I'm just saying all season, top Star Wars villain, one of the top Star Wars villains. Yep. No, right. I, yeah, like, <laughs> I agree. Uh, Moff Tarkin's like the only other one that's more maniacal and more devious yep. than him. Well, they have that. Thrawn. Thrawn. Oh, yeah. Right, but we haven't gotten live action. Live Thrawn. action. True, true that. Well, I'm ve- sure once we get him, he's quickly going to take the Yeah, he, he'll be like, I'm, and I'm on top of that list. Um, yeah, right. but they're very, very sinister, I think. I, I like to put it that way. Yeah, it was. It was just. I mean, every second he's on screen is gold. Yeah. Oh yeah. It really is. So. I mean, um, even even the dialogue with Din talking about Grogu, even that oh. that kind of bargaining back and forth, like okay, like, and then trying to con him out of it. He takes the bad guy face off and puts the. I'm your friend. He's your child. Yeah. I don't want to hurt the, you. The, Take him. I already got what I need. Empathic yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, someone who can who's got control of themselves like that because they think they are in utter control. That's why they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that entire interaction when he walked in there, and I like how it got built up right at the end too. When uh, you know they finally bust into the the bridge and they're like, "Where is Gideon?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's sitting in that cell for <laughs> yeah. sure." Oh yeah, <laughs> that, he's not up on he, the bridge yet. He called their entire plan. Oh yeah. Yep. Totally. He knew he knew that's what was, was going. Again, very Thrawn like esque too, when someone when a strategist the, the more information they have, the more dangerous they mm-hmm. are, of course. So um <laughs> it was it was just it left and right it, it was just amazing. like he he had the upper hand. He was gonna win that for sure. Yeah. I, I just went so. went back to that meme 
<laughs> the stormtrooper. Gideon are ordering me to get the child handcuffs. We have child handcuffs? Are we the bad guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Just yeah, even in this guys. episode, That's the funny. little grogu size shackles didn't seem any better. You're so oh. cool. It was so silly. So wrong. It's him, spe- especially with him standing there with the dark saber just over yeah. him and Grogu still in shackles. Just, dude, you are so the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's talk about the plan that they had to come on in and get Grogu. Okay. At Bo-Katan, they're calling the shots and uh, the good doctor decided to actually help him out. Which wonder what his ploy is because he's not done yet. I don't th- I think we're going to see him. Again. <laughs> I don't think that's the only reason. I oh. think he's got he's got more to do. Uh, but yeah, survival. Sure, I definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that he helped them out and let them know that those dark troopers are there and where Grogu is and takes time for them to activate. Mm-hmm. Right. Gave him gave him the information that he did. Um. I think he, he might be looking as a, for a bargaining chip because he knows he's heading into New Republic territory now. Mm-hmm. So Hey, I can be a scientist for you guys. Look at me. I'm so nice. Right? Just like the U.S. <laughs> did with the Germans? Yeah. yeah. There you go. We'll nah. talk about that. <laughs> I mean, we all know the original Star Wars took heavy themes from the Nazi Germany yep. mm-hmm. when they did the Empire because it was the obvious bad person. Uh, not just bad person. It was the obvious sign of evil for decades still is today mm-hmm. it's just something you could see and immediately in your gut like that person's bad mm-hmm. right exactly so um but you were you know the fact that he's get got uh fingered for sure a clone scientist too that was an interesting or or nice confirmation to get um so bo sitting laying laying out the plan everybody's ready to go um and it, for some reason, which to me, I still haven't figured it out. I don't know. Maybe it'll strike me later when I watch it again. Uh, but why Mando had to go by himself. Plot device. That, you know, and I'm trying to think that it's something other than that. Well, he, could, he didn't have a reason for it. It's, well, it's, or, 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 you, or you could go like if we're going to be, you know, he's going to be sneaky. Then he needs to be by himself. He doesn't have to worry about another person. One person running around is a lot easier to it's easier for them to do without having to have a partner around. You know, you have a massive distraction. You have four of them running out. They're going to think, okay, four, that's a fire team. They're over there. One guy floating around by himself. They're not going to think about mm-hmm. which is, which was the plan. Okay. See so, that, that sounds better to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, there was one moment though, when they were charging into uh, flying, flying the ship directly into that, launch bay which you're right chad that what i don't know who designed that that's the most ridiculous thing ever. it did i did get flashbacks to battlestar galactica though you know how oh, yeah. they launched oh, yeah. the vipers through a tube and but that hey, was a whole a... tube not like you get launched out of this little area and then you have a whole bunch of area that you have to fly through and not hit right oh. like i wasn't i was surprised that they didn't just show a tie leave and then hit the side <laughs> and go off well me and Udi been through this you know and and work and it's like Dude, what kind of stupid engineer put these plans together? Oh Come on. my lord! How can oh, you yeah. fit this can here and then this and opening? Then put it over there, Come like on. I have. There is no way that goes right there. Oh yeah, what? look at the plan. It goes right there. It goes no, on the plan. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, we we uh we found this on Urso's desk. It's plans for a ship. Should we make them? <laughs> <laughs> they look great. Let's make. <laughs> yeah, the engineer goes. Yeah, the numbers check out. While everybody's in, like that won't work. Yeah. 
There's a shaft there. Yeah. It's going to blow everything up. <laughs> Before that scene, though, the uh, the shot in hyperspace of the slave one behind oh, the Imperial okay. shuttle, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look great. Yep. Well, the special effects are I mean, just amazing. Yeah, but oh, just the shot of the swirling blue of the hyperspace and mm-hmm. the ships. Ah, oh, I could stare at that all day. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a screensaver of that eventually. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that the they them having to force their their plan by ramming that shuttle down the the launch tube. You know, they were getting called off left and right. It was pretty cool. I did have a moment where um, the one TIE fighter that didn't get out and got stopped halfway yeah. through <laughs> and the pilot sitting in there, I had a moment of thinking like, what if the pilot never got out and just sat there and he watched these people come out, kill everybody. It was like, I'm just going to hide in here and not go <laughs> 100% what he did. Yeah. Because yeah. clearly they're killing yeah. Did you everybody. see any other TIE pilot running around <laughs> in this episode? I saw two TIE pilots dead on the floor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that no one said that that one got it. He yeah. could have still been mm-hmm. hiding in there and made his escape later. But I just thought it was funny because I, all I could think is in every, every kind of uh, show that ever makes a parody about Star Wars, um, you would have that in there where the guy's like, oh, man, just looking around. They're killing everybody. I'm going to just stay here. They don't even know I'm here. Yeah. They didn't have, they don't have to know. I don't have to fight nobody. <laughs> kind of goes I'm back to hide. little Anakin. Qui-Gon told me to stay in the ship. So that's right? what I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, then to watch the ladies come out, dude, the, the women, the, I don't know, the warriors. Oh yeah. Well, whatever your, your, whatever kind of label you might want to call them. But, that fire. I call him badass. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for sure. I mean, the whip cord into the flying knee jetpack. Oh like, yeah. That Heck was yeah. Awesome. Heck yeah. Because no, I was just thinking, whoever designed this this fight scene. I mean, you got the sharpshooter and the drop trooper next to each other, leading the way. Then once the, the um, stormtroopers come out, you got the two Mandalorians jump off the bridge, mm-hmm. disappear, and the Kara and Finnick are just shooting like crazy, hitting their targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Caradu's got that nice new rapid fire <laughs> uh, uh, repeater. Blaster. Repeater, yeah. Then if it's got hers, then here come the stormtroopers from behind them trying to flank them. Here come the Mandos back up with a jetpack. Boom, boom, takes them all out. And yep. I'm just like, I, I could just see the storyboard on that. And just, oh, I know. oh my god, dude, the storyboard for the, all that entire fight scene. <laughs> I mean, we could sit here and just dissect the entire thing. There are so many great things in there: the shooting, the fighting, the the comedic moment that we have where Cara Dune's weapon jams up. Oh, that was hilarious. You know, and uh, uses that as a baseball bat. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She just picks it up and starts hammering guys. Big old club. That was great. Uh, but clearly the, clearly her and Finnick have some chemistry as far as when they're, when they're fighting, you know, this is the second episode we've seen them in a row where they're fighting together and they side by side. Yep. And they definitely complement their, their skills complement each other. Um, I thought it was hilarious to watch Cara Dune smash her gun back into working condition. 100% real. Yeah, no, I know. I've seen it. If your AR-15 jams and a double feet, just smash it on the ground. But been there. And then then for her to pick up the gun and go, excuse me. Oh, I know, right? Oh, my Lord. Open the door and proceed to just blow down. That's what I love about that. She, like, bangs it. All right, that should work. Then she's the first one out the door. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And very polite about it, yeah. yeah. And Finnick oh, Chan's, I mean, her hand-to-hand combat, too, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, of course, like, all, see, one thing I, I, I really loved about this, and um, like I said, I, we're 
we're all you know fans of of the strong women, but it's like Marvel did it really good, but they also kind of did it in your face, like they kind of pointed out the obvious, like oh you know mm-hmm. she, she she's doing it alone and she won't be alone. And they all come next side by side, and that was cool, but it's like ah that's overdone. Here you don't these, even think about these it. These girls yeah. just let the action and yeah do uh, sh- show it off, and even to the point where the um, throughout the whole fight scene, there's no fear. It was all they're like I said, they're just pure badasses. Then even at the end, when it looked like they're going to die, well, all right, we're going out shooting. Yep, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, no, I just love the. Uh, I mean, it, it it was it was ultimate girl power, but it was ultimate just badass. It doesn't matter. If it was a man or woman in that scene. They just these characters are amazing. Don't mess with them, characters, and they're believable and they're entertaining. And yeah, it was it was just a great moment for the episode. Yep, yep. Watching them all tear through the, the entire ship and just clear it all. Yep, very cool. So Mando did have a moment of panic, like holy crap. His job was to go and make sure that those uh, dark troopers did not get activated. Well, he didn't quite make it. Lollygagged. Yeah, well, he was sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Doing sneaking. Sneaking's not as quick as just running straight to it. So the fight scene with that, like normally we are used to seeing Man- Mando just whoop the dog's not <laughs> yeah. out of a droid. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I was half so. waiting for his his helmet to just start buckling in. Oh man, you and me both. that one, yeah. Again, how did Boba's get that dent in his I helmet? Know. You got to think about <laughs> that, right? Dude. I'm telling you, he takes seven. I counted him seven shots straight to the face by the dark trooper. Yeah, enough the, where it breaks the hole behind him, and the best guard nothing. The ship's wall was caving in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. The, like, we normally watch Mandalorian take apart a droid, right? So now we're watching a droid take apart mm-hmm. Mando, tossing him around, beating the snot out of him. Just seeing him go flying with the minimal effort and all the weight of his best car just getting thrown and sliding around the floor. I think I I, feel, I was feeling like all the goodwill that all the droids had were getting quickly <laughs> destroyed mm-hmm. by the new droid that was beating them up. Um, but yeah, to watch that fist just go hammering into that helmet was holy crap. I mean, you that, see what it did, but it did to the door. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes you think. It makes you wonder, like, how really how strong is the like when they're jo- when they say that it is unbreakable? Like, they're not kidding. Like it is the adamantium or the, or the uh, what's it? What was the other stuff? That was it. From the, Wolver- no, Wakanda. They oh, vibranium. The, the vibranium. vibranium. Yeah, it's like the vibranium uh, adamantium mix of the Star Wars galaxy. You know, it was just whole. I, I, I guess it didn't. I just didn't realize it. So having that visual that they show you really drives home the point that that is a very unbreakable metal. So I I think that the mud horn that wrecked his chest piece that wasn't that wasn't Beskar. No, no, couldn't no, have been. It wasn't. Well, even even in the fight with the uh, dark trooper, dark trooper, what shoots him three times, bounces right oh, yeah. off. Yep. You know. So yeah, the Beskar, and then when he gets into the the duel with um, you know, Gideon. With, with Gideon, look at that. I mean, he's straight pairing with his gauntlet. 
He did that with Ahsoka too, and he yeah. went right into her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With her double blade. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I know I I complained about the dark troopers. Like we didn't get to see what they did at all. You know, they were no. just like some extra there fancy landers that retrieving droids. Okay. Well, now we got to see <laughs> at least one of them. One. We got to see one of them. <laughs> you know, yep. kind of flex its muscle a yep. little bit. Um, and show <laughs> why they should be afraid of those those uh, dark troopers. When, when he gets the group of them to go out the uh, air air tight, I'm like airlock airlock. Yeah, I'm like he can fly. <laughs> so, I thought it was cool, but it was funny because they're like. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, then well, there's, the funny thing. Then uh, going back to the battle on the bridge, real quick. When they're killing or knocking out the stormtroopers, just the one that goes through the ray shield at the end. I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> he just drops and up. Uh, now he's floating. Yeah, I was like, why? Wh- who has an open bottom over a un- <laughs> like handrailed bridge? Like, what's the point of that? The same guy that put the uh, well, the I, launch tube in the front. Yeah. yeah. So I, actually, I think the point of that is is that they would carry. Um, didn't they used to carry Tie Fighters there instead of having the launch tube before? Because I know they had other versions of them where they, the Tie Fighters would just drop. I think you're out. thinking of a different ship, the the Gozani Cruiser they stole in Episode Three. Mm-hmm. That one and Rebels carried the Tie Fighters below it. I know it carried them like off to the side or something like that. Didn't it, it had four right below it, okay. so like right under it, it carried them. Yeah. No, I I just feel like that's that's like a docking area is what I feel like the why it's there because it had openings on both sides and I feel like smaller ships could come in. And they could or, or kind of like when they capture a small ship, like on a you know New Hope, or what you see yeah. on the animated shows a lot. They kind of come up, you know, tractor beam them up through the bottom. And right. Well, well, when when the uh, dark troopers come back on, I mean, they give that kind of you know um, pull away uh, perspective, and you can see like that wide open area. Mm-hmm. So it, I agree with you, Derek, that it has to be a form of docking or in that has to be in that area. Yeah. Of kind of what I, they I use think, it for. I think that's probably what it was yeah. for. But yeah, it seems seems incredibly unsafe. Even to my 13 year old daughter who mm-hmm. watched it, she was like, "Why don't they have handrails? And who <laughs> makes a place like that?" <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, this is the second episode we've had that. Why don't they have handrails? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Empire don't care. They don't care about mm-hmm. handrails. No, nope. if you're not smart enough to keep your feet, then we don't want you. That's their motto. I'm pretty sure. Or we'll, we'll be right at that anyway. Um, I was pretty impressed with uh, Moff Gideon's fight style, though, with that dark saber. Oh yeah, I totally mean, understand. Yeah. Oh, he was hacking like crazy. Yeah, when you find it, you know, when he's when he spoiled it a little bit, he's like, "Oh yeah, I went through three of these things in yeah. the one fight." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I totally understand. I yeah. understand everything he said. Now. The second I saw him swinging that thing, I was like, "No wonder he broke that." Yeah. I mean, he is yeah. just—he was not holding back. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys actually had like, a couple of bruises from him. Just John Carlo, you can't swing that hard. He's like, "What? <laughs> whack, 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 whack! I'm a method actor." <laughs> they should have handed me a bat then. No, uh, yeah, it was it was very obvious. I don't break character them. to the DVD commentary. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right. So, yeah, Mando defeats. Gideon, he gets a child, and, and clearly Grogu is is out of sorts. You know, he's weakened, he's tired, he's not doing. There will be no no using of the force from him at all. Um, and you know, when they get up to 
the bridge and after Gideon gets all his exposition out about how awesome he Dialogue, is and how yeah. they're going to die. Um, you know, and they're standing there in that desperate last stand. Um, music is just, <laughs> Oh, the music. Yeah. The music has been, was great. Oh, oh when, when the, uh, dark troopers were getting booted up. Skrillex. Yeah. <laughs> it was straight up. Yeah. yeah. Drop the bass. Techno <laughs> Star Wars. For sure. yeah. was but it works. It's, oh, it, it is totally great. Works. Like when we were watching Chad's like, oh, I can picture Ludwig just, you know, hit, hitting the buttons with his hands and feet and. And I think after this season, I'm now going to refer to him as Ludwig the Great. Yeah, definitely. Because okay. this season, I mean, as amazing and iconic as the music was introduction in the first season, just up, just up the ante this year. The, Absolutely. The last song of this season, the the string version of the Mandalorian oh, theme, that the was credits. just so beautiful. It was. And today also, Volume 2 of the Season 2 soundtrack is available on all streaming services, and they're the highlights. So hearing Ahsoka's theme without dialogue again, hearing the Force theme, hearing Mando's theme in different styles, mm-hmm. and that's the last, last that's the last track too is the uh, credits oh, nice. with the strings. Nice. Yeah, I really like listening to that. Um, so... We get we get to the final stand there, and I mean we've mentioned it already, and we knew we knew something was going to happen at that point. There was a breaking point, and I did have another little thing that kind of bugged me. I'm like, what? Well, you guys have all seen the dark saber just tear through some stuff. Why why hasn't anybody picked that up to swing it? Even Mando could have picked it up at the very least, because I'm pretty sure you could have cut through some of those. He could have thrown Bo-Katan his spear and busted out with a Darksaber. I mean, I I feel like they had a little bit more options that they weren't picking up. Um, but as we quickly find out, you know, when that X-Wing shows up, all us Star Wars fans had a pretty damn good idea who that was going to be <laughs> pretty much from the get-go. Even though we were trying to be, like Chad was saying, you know, we saw him. We knew it was Luke, but we kept thinking maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's somebody. Maybe it's Ezra. Maybe it's Star Killer. Yeah, somebody brought up Star Killer. Yeah. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, and and I get the whole us wanting to just keep an open mind and not be set that it's got to be him. I was super happy to see him. <laughs> I was I was more excited to see him than I thought I would be because even when he showed when it showed up and I was like, oh, that's got to be Luke. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know. No, that's too easy. But they wouldn't do that. Yes, I did. <laughs> And I was super excited to watch. I mean, I heard I heard Udi on the other side of the house yeah. yelling. I was yelling. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. and this is this was at one in the morning. Yeah. One in the morning. <laughs> we were yelling in the house yeah. about it's Luke. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh my God. So he shows up and I love what they did with mm. the scene. The reveal. The slow build up moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, man. Better and better and better. Just laying waste to these dark troopers oh, yeah. who you're like, how are they ever going to even defeat one? And he kills, what, 19? <laughs> In just the most creative ways you can think of. <laughs> Through the platoon. Yeah. And I know we were, I've already seen a video of this. We've, I'm pretty sure we've all seen a video of this. Uh, very quickly, somebody put up um, on social media, which I don't, I don't think they should have done so quickly. <laughs> But they put up a comparison between Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One and mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker at the end of this episode. Very, and when I was watching it, I was like, "They are doing for Luke 
what they did for Darth Vader at the end of exactly. Rogue One. I got I got the uh, comment from um, on my Instagram that um, we got the Luke that we wanted in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Which yeah. when he came out, I was thinking. I was thinking of the quote, what do you expect me to do? Come out with my laser sword and take out the entire... <laughs> uh, yeah. But right now, so <laughs> the funny thing is, as we're recording, this episode came out on December 18th. Five years to the day, The Force Awakens came mm-hmm. out. Did you ever think you'd be talking about the great return of Luke Skywalker from a TV show over mm-hmm. the movie? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that scene was... Everything I didn't know I wanted from the show, but everything, like I said, we all turned eight years old again. You're watching it with your kids, and I said, you you guys are probably the same age mm-hmm. <laughs> watching this thing. And and even the reveal of, like you said, the action, the, the one that grabs his shoulder, cuts off his arm, and does mm-hmm. that, then he, he can't no, crushes. That last force, one. force oh. pulls the one and hits him right at the waist, yeah. exactly yeah. from Rogue One. And then, yeah, I think all our favorites crushes them. Oh, the yeah. Very last crush. I was like, just for funsies, I'm not yeah. even going to use my lightsaber. <laughs> I'm just going to crush yep. you. And I have thought, because of all the rumors that were going around, once I'm like, oh, it is going to be Bucky, Sebastian Stan from Winter Soldier. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the comparisons for him are uncanny. But when they actually revealed and it was the digital digitized Luke, I was... Like even you see that that little gif of Stewie on the couch, like <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, at one o'clock in the morning too. <laughs> not trying not to wake them up, but <laughs> yeah, having, oh, yeah. Having him show up now, granted, he didn't introduce himself to everybody. Yeah, you know, he didn't say I'm Luke Skywalker or anything like that. Um, he said he was there for the little one. Well, one thing I forgot too is when the ship pulls up, little weekend Grogu, kind of his ears perk up. Mm-hmm. He senses his Peter tingles. He senses the Jedi. <laughs> Sorry, I keep crossing over Marvel. <laughs> but you see his eyes, and he obviously he's got enough he, energy. Yeah, to like, and, and, right. then, and then the ears, yeah, like you said, they perk up right away. Then he, he starts touching the screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that the music definitely. again. Oh, man. So the music that comes up. This is, we finally get that real definitive blend of, this is Star Wars. This is John Williams, original Star Wars, Luke, Luke's theme, Mm -hmm. plays in the background. And it was, um, it surprises me when you hear something and it moves you. Mm when you don't expect it to. Oh, yeah. You know, the the power of music is often surprising to me, um, especially when it comes to... It, I've, always ha- I've always enjoyed classical music and quote-unquote classical Mozart, that kind of stuff. I think I think that takes genius to make that kind of music happen. Agreed. So when you have something like... I, I, it was a stroke of genius for Lucas to have somebody make music like that for for star Wars to begin with. So, you know, lots of emotions get pulled in with the music. And so when Luke Skywalker's theme kicked in, man, you know, it was, it was, it was something. Yeah. And we brought it up 
you know, back in the first season when I'm like, they should have threw in the force name a little bit the first time uh, Tiny Grogu uh, uses a force on the Mudhorn. And if they would have done that back in season one, would not have had the effect that it had mm-hmm. uh, when Luke, you know, removed his hood. And, you know, the dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yep. you, you, you brilliant bastards. You guys actually did this. <laughs> yep. It came on. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot more powerful because of it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, now the other, we had two, a couple of major things that happened right here at the very end, which I think deserve a little bit more, um, like the actions all well and good and all the, the banter and all that stuff is all, is all fun, but when it comes down to it, we are looking at a father and a son now who, um, you know, the father's come to rescue him against all odds, no matter what, you know, which as, as a parent, I identify with, um, immensely because I feel like that for my children. So, to go through all that and then to have his son go away, you know, um, that's something that I think all parents go through when they raise their children, even, um, you know, I mean, here was obviously sooner and a lot, a lot quicker, but we don't know how many years passed between season one and season two. Mm, We don't. Um, but I think this is this is a part that strikes a lot of people when you have uh, a parent and a child that say goodbye for one reason or another. And I think that was the one thing that made, we talked about Kevin Smith crying. Um, I think a lot of parents that's, you know, probably cried over it. I know for me, that's what made me because I think about my kids and, and for as much as you love your children you do whatever you think is absolutely the best for them. And so him, even though he just went through, you know, everything that he went through to get him back and immediately has to turn him over to a Jedi. It's, it's heartbreaking, you know, but at the same time it shows to me, I think that shows true love of a child because you're doing what you think is the best for them, regardless of, of what, how it leaves you feeling. And the one thing that I really appreciated about that scene of Grogu of Luke taking Grogu is the same um, setup of him being kind of like the foundling, like Din was. Again, you have him over the shoulder looking over, and you had that play again. So we have Din, and then Din does it for Grogu, and now you have Luke taking Grogu in the same fashion. I'm like, that is to me, proverbial passing on like, okay, we, I now for, through the show, we know that means that that kind of like they're taking charge of that, of the child. So that was really deep for me. I'm like, man, there it is right there in a very symbolic nonverbal way. And, and, and even that was brilliant. And even before that, like, like you're talking about passing your kid along, but as a parent, you know, he he went to, you know, Dan looks at Grogu and Grogu, huh? Huh? and he's like, he doesn't want to go with you. Actually, he's asking for your permission to go. Mm-hmm. 
and that probably dug at the heart you know, even more. And, and I mean, we see it when, you know, he eventually removes, because Grogu reaches at him and kind of touches his mask and kind of looks at him. Then he decides, you know, to remove his helmet mm-hmm. in front of everybody. You know, the, the, he's done it before to save him. And but nobody knew it exactly. before. And because even Mayfield's like, I never saw your face, you know. But now, you know, in a room full of two Mandalorians, you know, a drop trooper, a Jedi, a sniper, <laughs> you know, and then this child, you know, the, to reveal his face in front of him and let him touch him, you know, as they're saying goodbye. I mean, oh, my God. Seriously? Right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I can all... <laughs> Yeah. No, that was Just that was the other perfection. big moment, too. In the scene, on we we again we've talked about the faceless actor, the faceless character. Now we see the emotions in his face, and as you know, then he you know once he kind of fast forwarding you know before the R two D two part, but you see his eyes. Well, I mean, duh, no kidding, his son is going away, and I mean, just this whole scene was just so emotional and perfect and well done. And but I mean, how cool again was it to see R two D two? Right. I mean, that was a, yeah. another like like my sister mentioned. There's there's a there's a cherry on top of the whipped cream on top of the other cherry on top of the. That's what this episode was. Yeah. And yeah. I can't stress enough how much what a great actor Pedro Pascal is. Like, you know, we we see him do all the stuff, and we imagine what his face must look like underneath the, you know, the emotions that are showing on his face uh, under the under the bucket. Um, but then to have him take it off and, you know, by season two, we all know what a big deal it is that that's happening. Um, you know, it's part of his, it's been part of his belief structure since he was a child. And so clearly he doesn't, you know, now it's the second time he's done it in front of other people. Um, the first time it was because it, he had to, to be able to get to his son again, that the whole thing of a parent doing whatever it takes to, protect their child um and then this time taking it off because for the child um you know putting all those things aside for something new and and love for a child so um you know and and the look on his face and and everything he did i mean you you could see it like i i identified with it hundred percent. And I totally could understand everything that, that was trying to be said with the look on his face. I mean, I, I got it. It, it totally hit home. Um, so I was thankful to have R2 show up to give you that little bit of, of emotional. Yeah. Let you breathe a second, let you, you know, not, not just feel that, that it's almost, it's almost a despair because you're losing your kid. Um, so to have R2 be able to come in and not only give you another person that you were another character that you recognize, but give you a chance to breathe. And then the interaction with him and Grogu, the, I mean, to me, I, I read it as, Hey, I remember you. Yeah. And Grogu turned around and, Oh, Hey, I remember you. <laughs> right. Did you guys think, mm-hmm. think that's what was going on? Okay. Yeah. I'm not no, I was just, yeah. no, no. just thinking, don't, don't hit me with a stick like the other one did <laughs> in the swamp. Right. No, right. but I got that, too. It was like, you know, happy to see you again. 
That that is the way I felt. I totally saw them like, oh, they know each other. Yep. Or they knew each other at one point. Yeah. I mean, R two had been around the Jedi Temple before, so he probably knew him before Luke got R two. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so too, because nobody ever wipes that that droid's Mm-mm. memory banks <laughs> for some crazy reason. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it definitely came across that way. So okay. I mean, it it turned the sad tears just into happy tears when you saw that. Right back into sad tears when Luke picks up Grogu <laughs> and turns to leave. I couldn't yeah. help it, but on Facebook, I I, I used a couple gifts and I, I did the the um, Star Lord from what was it from uh, Parks and Rec? The Andy when he's like, <gasps> you know, oh yeah. But mm-hmm. then then everybody else was like Ryan. Uh, did one. I want to say what it was. Then my friend Alex did another one. So I, then I did Matthew McConaughey from Interstellar when he's watching the video of his kids going back to father and his kids. But he's like laughing and smiling and then just starts breaking down. I'm like, that's what this episode did to me. You're like, yeah, oh my God, this is, oh my God, I'm heartbroken. Yeah. But it feels. It's an, um, it was an amazing roller coaster ride of emotions for sure. And, and I, I, oh. I can't find the words to describe it. I want to. I want to use all the big words possible out there to talk about how much this. Uh, I thought this episode was great, um, but uh, I don't. I, I can't. I can't think of them right now. Then so. they go in the elevator and fade to yeah. black. Yeah. Yep. With no concept art credits. Mm-hmm. I mean. For this episode, the way it ends and the music that's playing, I think concept art would have just diminished everything that they just built up and done. Mm-hmm. No, agree. Like you needed that moment to just sit there and absorb mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. No, exactly. And then the music, again, the brilliant, beautiful versions of the themes that we've come across over the last two seasons with strings, which I kind of remember because isn't uh, Ludwig, Ludwig the Great, his wife, isn't she the violinist or one of the violinists? Mm-hmm. And they really, she really, or the violin really focused heavy on this, but I was just like, wow, how can I, you know, how can you top that? How can, where, where do you go next? And just listening to the music and just looking and, and all of a sudden you see twin sons. Cause didn't he mention in the, uh, in the first gallery that he'd never done like live orchestra music before and doing the Mandalorian theme was his first one. And then he comes back in season two and just drops this, this huge bomb of a, of a string version (laughs) of it. And it's just, like John Williams would be proud. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Before we get to the twin sons though, I want to mention two things. Um, how many of you are like Bo-Katan? We don't like you anymore. Stop looking at Din that way. <laughs> <laughs> As she's just sitting there like brooding at him. I'm like, girl, the fandom hates you. Now. <laughs> if it wasn't Katie Sackhoff, it pretty easily, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no, but nah. I mean, she's got, I mean, she's got her quest, her mission, and it's to obviously build a Mandalore again. But there were times she, she felt a little, you know, very power hungry. But it was just getting getting her stuff back. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, I, I totally see where you're coming from, though. But no, not me. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Um, and then I mentioned earlier, it's probably the most violent I've ever seen Star Wars. Uh, when Moff Gideon tries to sh- shoot his face off, that yes, oh, that is a level I've yes. never seen Star Wars go to, oh. to before. And like, even when the Imperial officer bit the thing in his chip and he got electrocuted, you're like, okay, oh, yeah, people did that yeah, with old yeah. cyanide capsules, and it's yeah. just electricity. Like, there's nothing 
gore behind it, but then he puts it under his chin and yeah, because he literally I've seen that before. And I'm just like, oh god, because he literally <laughs> like, this is a Disney show. <laughs> he looked all around him. He he looked at took that last breath. And, yeah, looked at Caradoon, looked at uh, Bo-Katan and Casari. Uh, then looked behind him. He's like, I ain't getting out of this. Then yeah, up to the gym and uh, Caradoon. Nah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a route I never thought I would see Star yeah. Wars go. That was probably the darkest part of this entire show so far. No, that was dark, but yeah, I love that she kind of yeah put a put a kibosh on yeah. that real quick, and now it was a prisoner of the New Republic. I don't know. I have a hard time buying that move, honestly. I mean, for everything that he's done and the way he he he's too much of a narcissist to take his own life. But you mentioned it before. He's always used to having control, and in that moment, he's probably had the least control he's ever had in his life. He doesn't at know that what moment. To do. Yeah, nothing. He in had that nothing. moment, all of his plans have gone. You know, the dark troopers are dead or dying, and he's, I'm I have I have no control anymore. I won't have any control anymore. There's nothing left for me to do. The only control he has is take his take himself. Yep, out of the picture. That's the final last move for people like that when they can't control anything else. Yeah, that was dark, mm. but that was awesome. <laughs> and w- what kind of transition do we get on him in the next seasons? If we get another season of Mandalorian, let's get to the last part. No, okay, I we we will get the Mandalorian. We. We, we've, we've got, got two more. We'll, we'll, we've we'll, got two more. Yeah, and we'll we'll go with with uh, we'll go to well set it up. We we got to let everybody know what we're talking about. I, obviously, you know the end credit. I think anybody. Who, yeah. It, okay. If anybody so, didn't get that, I'm like, go back, go watch it right I'm now. Pretty sure everybody who's listening has watched the entire show. They know what we're talking about. Okay. So the very end, after we're sitting there unwinding, trying to take in everything we just saw. Um, we do get a Marvel-esque kind of uh, end of the credits uh, scene, which they did before, too, in a couple other spots. Once, and it was with Finnick and apparently now Boba Fett. <laughs> wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trend. So, they, so yeah. they did it again. Um, yeah, watching them. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is classic old school uh, might makes right. If I, if I sit here... And uh, it's mine. Yep. I mean, how how much of a Easter like R two Luke whatever Bib Fortuna sitting on Jabba's throne <laughs> in the palace, yeah. <laughs> and I he's bulking lo- out just like Jabba. <laughs> I love that they brought him back just to have him shot. Mm-hmm. That was great. I liked it. I thought <laughs> I thought that was brilliant because he's sitting there. Fat and happy, and everybody around him. Long I mean, Edward Scissorhand nails. Yeah, mm-hmm. even his his uh, Liku were were chunky, s- super fat and long too. Man, like holy crap! I never seen one of the and oh, no, no, no. I take it back. There was an ambassador in the prequels. Yeah, that that looked like that also. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and Fennec comes in, wipes the floor with everybody. I like that she uh, let the slave girl go, the slave Twi'lek go. <laughs> She's like, yeah. No more of you gone. Beat it. You know we're not we're not having any slaves here anymore. And uh, so she comes in. Boba Fett doesn't even need, need to clear the room except for the one guy. Mm-hmm. Take out the guy in charge. I <laughs> loved the dialogue though. Absolutely, because he's like Boba. I thought you were dead. Blah blah blah. Then so happy I've to heard see rumors. You. I've heard rumors about yeah, you. Then. But nothing from from Fett or really from Finnick either. Mm. Not neither of them. No. Finnick yeah. has a nod like. 
you leave and then nothing. No words were spoken by Boba or Finnick. Nope. Not a one. Yep. And Boba Fett just comes in, drills drills him right in the chest. With the EE3, the <laughs> rifle's back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, big hole. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just kicks him, pushes that big fat corpse right off the, the throne room. And they sit down and Fennec finds a thing, a Spotska pot, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Cylinder. Behind the, the chair and sits down and starts drinking. And how, how many of you, when you see Bubba sit down and just kind of like relax and sit there like, it's Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Conan, actually. That did there. have a Conan. King, that just King Conan, Conan yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I saw. So um, my question is like, how long did they sit there and let the body... Stay there. Finnick like wakes up the next morning hungover and she's like, Boba, why are you still sitting there? Right. <laughs> did they wait for everybody that went scurrying to poke their yeah, head back, back in yeah. to see what happened and then start and they start but that's what I think probably happened. Start telling telling them to clean up all this mess. Yeah, because at first I, I I thought it was Bib Fortuna. Then I'm like, I could have sworn he died on the when the explosion on the sail barge on Return of the Jedi, but then, you know, obviously before we, uh, recording, you guys mentioned, well, he, he probably abandoned ship, you know. <laughs> he when, jumped. When, once a fight, because you never really saw him. And you only saw him once. And when C-3PO was uh, doing the... Uh, um, Translating? Well, no, no. Yeah, the announcement? The, the, the death sentence yep. for oh, them. Yeah. And you see him kind of smiling like, hey, we're going to see somebody die. But you never see him like running or nothing during the battle. So he, obviously he... Didn't oh, come to Jabba's it. defense when Leia <laughs> exactly. was choking him out. He was gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure as soon as he saw that lightsaber, he was definitely out. Yeah. yeah. But so. this surpri- obviously surprised me because we just a few days ago got the announcements for all the shows coming out and movies. And they mentioned there's 10 projects, but there was a few missing. Then, you know, after after the throne, it says the book of Boba Fett, December 2021. And I, mean, I know I was like, holy shit. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's how, how can you top the ending of Luke Skywalker walking away with baby or Grogu? Well, you have, you have Boba Fett and Fennec in the main chamber of Jabba's palace. That doesn't top it. It me. doesn't top it, but I mean, yeah. it kept that going. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I'm going to go right here. It, we are going to get Mandalorian they're 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 not gonna okay so the the thing we kind of were worried about with boba coming in is him taking over the mandalorian they he can't take over the mandalorian because he's not a mandalorian so right there alone no the book of the book of boba fett will be its own thing it has to be yeah he cannot be like okay we we finish storyline with with Din and Grogu, and then no more. Where are we going to go? Well, we can't call it the Mandalorian and have a non-Mandalorian be in the lead, road, lead role. It doesn't work for me. I'm wondering if um, what they announced there is actually a spinoff and not have anything more to do with the Mandalorian show itself. That so, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, because the two spinoffs that will d- tie in directly with the Mandalorian is Ahsoka and the Rangers of the New Republic. I think this will be its own thing. It might be a prequel, 
Or I don't no, think it'll be more. It's going to be of, of yeah, after post. he takes over, taking over, takes the, that the over, crime yeah, syndicate. for sure. Mm-hmm. No, and that'll be cool. I'd be oh, down. Yeah. I hope they do that. That'd be great to watch that show. I'd love to see um, them expand on on Boba Fett and how much yeah. he just whoops everybody's butt around. And I was talking to Udi about this before we're recording, but one thing that nobody I, that I've seen is talking about. I love that. Fennec Chan ends up with Boba Fett mm-hmm. because we got in the trailer that she's in the Bad Batch and Ming-Na Wen confirmed she's doing the voice coming back to do the voice she's hanging out with clones Boba Fett I mean Jango Fett and nobody has brought that up so we're going to get answers in March already a little bit of like at least how because She's quick to um, team up with him. Well, obviously, he saved her. But, right. I mean, so now, just from the previews that we see that she's obviously has involvements with the clones in the Bad Batch. What, I mean, literally, when he saved her on tattooing Ginger the Mando Dog, uh, she must have, like, seen a ghost, obviously. So, I'm I'm even more now excited for the Bad Batch than I was uh, I was excited for it. It looks really good, but now even tying this in, I'm just like, dude, <laughs> Filoni, you brilliant bastard. <laughs> You're tying all this stuff together, animation, live action. And I mean, j- I mean, just so just seeing her with both at, at the end, just uh, I, I just went to the Bad Batch. I'm like, okay, this is going to be hopefully because we, we were hoping we we're going to get more in, uh, story on Moff Gideon and the Clone Wars, which we didn't. But I think this one we will get more information on Finnick, her past, and then tie in with the clones. Well, we might, you know, now that you bring that up, it it wouldn't be too far out of the scope to see Moff Gideon actually show up in Bad Badge, you know, and them cleaning up Mandalore and what happens there. We might get to see that there. It'll be nice to see, uh, or it'll be cool to see some background on Finnick Shen now. Um, considering she's going to end up with Boba Fett. I hope they do a show of those two. I mean, she has obviously been a syndicate hit man for, or assassin for a long time. Um, so clearly she parted ways with either, either she was never really teamed up with the Bad Batch guys, maybe just kind of ran across them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, or... You know, she ended up parting ways for some reason or another and ended up being an assassin for, for the syndicates. Um, but either way, it'll be cool to see how much of that plays out in Bad Batch now that we've seen her in live action. So yeah, again, so like that. a reversal uh, of of a character development <laughs> on that. Um, but it, now knowing that, it doesn't surprise me that she's going to be with Boba Fett, especially if he told her, hey, we're going to make our own thing. Yeah. So, but to me, it makes that rescue that, uh, him, her just walking up upon her and saving her life even more than just like, Oh, you're, you know, you got left for dead. It's like, like I said, if she sees him, she's like seeing a ghost. Right. And <laughs> right. especially yeah. if she's that near death. So I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. That's a good point. But yeah, I hope that that ends up being its own show. That'll be awesome. That yeah. would be great. I had a friend in the Mandalorian Mercs tell me it was going to be like a three-episode spinoff um, next year, kind of like maybe leading up to the season three. Where'd they get that info I, Exactly. From? There's no published information. So <laughs> yeah, I, 
I didn't I didn't pay any mind to it. I'm like, yeah, it's one of the two options. It's a spinoff or it's not. Yeah. Um, but if it's going to be like this, how Boba comes to power in the underworld and the black market, and you know, it's a flony story. I was like, well, there's got to be a, a cameo by Hondo Anaka in there somewhere, <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. Well, that'll be cool if they do that. I'd I'm I'd be all for it. So I hope we see that. Anyway, so we've had a lot of things not answered in this uh season. We we don't know some things yet. But again, um, thanks to our good friend Giancarlo Esposito, he says questions that are left in this season will be answered in three and four. Yeah. So Yeah, so we still so that to me says that it's gonna be more Mandalorian and mm-hmm. not not Boba Fett. So um if the date they gave at the end, the uh, December twenty twenty one, um, but it said Book of Boba Fett, December twenty twenty one. Maybe we're gonna get Mandalorian before that. Maybe that's its own spinoff, and Mandalorian will will get to us when it has normally gotten to us. I would hope because I always I want it. So too. I always want it more soon than later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we still, you know, there's still more of the story. Uh, of Mando and uh, where he's going to head next. Clearly he's made some promises to Bo-Katan about taking Mandalore back. And we're going to see how that plays out, I think. Yeah, because um, he said that if she helps him get Grogu, then he'll help her join join yep. her side when she offered it up again. Yep. Um, he also said that he was going to see Grogu again. So um, I think I think we're going to see that play out at some point too I don't think that Grogu's going to end up at Luke's temple and getting killed by <laughs> Kylo Ren <laughs> Grogu and Luke are going to show up in like season 4 and he's and like the Mando they're all like bunkered down getting beat and then like he's like flopping around like a kid and sees Din in trouble and then boom attack of the clone Jody he's just going to be flying everywhere <laughs> a little leaping frog Yeah, and I saw a meme of that Maybe. it was like uh, Paul Rudd he was like, oh, my God, see, he's all excited. And he's like, seeing uh, Grogu go off with Luke. Then the next frame, it had him all, like, scared and petrified. And he's like, realize that what happens at Luke's Jedi school. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked about that a little before the yeah, show. You, you brought it up. Yep. Yeah. No, Chad, you brought it up a while ago that mm-hmm. it would be a pretty dark ending if Luke saved him. And then he ended up being in the Going school. Going to the where, Jedi temple. Yeah, where he gets. Where they, Hot take where, streak. Whoops. Yep. Yeah. Chad, dang, dude. I mean, Seriously. I had a pretty good year, but the Magnificent Seven didn't happen. No. Although that it, that's happen. very Star Wars-esque to not kill off, you know, just characters at I, random. I did at least get that one right. I was pretty sure that they weren't going to kill anybody. It was too soon into dude, the When they got everybody the in the shuttle except for Boba Fett and he's fighting, like fake fighting, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch with a sense of dread, like, oh, no, not now. I'm not ready. <laughs> dude, you brought up a good thing before when we were watching it. But like, what if Boba Fett would have been there? With them. Oh, when Luke showed up? When Luke showed up. (laughs) What would Awkward. That is the most deep look in a plot device I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, we can't have Boba go with us because Luke's going to see him and be like, that mother. Yeah. Yeah. He hit my jetpack. Oh, no. Han hit his jetpack. Oh, that's right. That's right. Boba Fett. It's like, I was shooting at you. And the last thing I remember, I was in this stomach for like five years. (laughs) Until this crate dragon came and ate the Sarlacc. (laughs) Crazy though. You think that's what happened? I, th- I think that's kind of what they set uh-huh. that up to be in the Marshall. Mm-hmm. To like, how do you get a hole that big? 
you eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember that. Huh. Interesting. All right. So anyway, man, but another year. But this did before, you know, obviously we have to wait for another year, but that's going to come very quickly. Oh, and we did get a lot of wow. comments on our spoiler thread. And Ooh. But before we get that, uh, before uh, I always get asked, when's your guys' show coming out? Because I got so many questions. So since we're here in front of my sister and Ken, do you guys have any questions at all before? So you don't have to wait till the show comes out? <laughs> yeah, and as a guy watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is so. But there's women. There, women's <laughs> rushers. Like they're kicking so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. no, it was awesome I to see like, that. Yeah, I like to say one thing. Just I talked to you earlier today, Joey. Is seeing the force being sort of reintroduced of the level of powers. Like the Mandalorian, they're powerful. The girls are badass. But when Luke came in. You saw a change. You saw this transformation of like, oh, this is the force. Mm -hmm. And that right there just got me, mm, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was just like, wow. And it was so eloquent and rhythm-like, like like jazz music or (laughs) classical music. It was just like the flow of watching the art of like Mm -hmm. him flowing through and battling that I was just like, that's the force right there. And that excited me way beyond more than Nice, that good was point. My, that was my thing. Yeah, yep. very close to like the first time we saw like Qui Gon and Obi Wan fighting mm-hmm. in the prequels, like that very thematic, poetic style of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that was the last time we really saw that kind of a lightsaber and force powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that, when you look at Anakin, he was always much more angry in the way he yep. fought. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, if you watch, go back watch Phantom Menace. Look at Qui Gon and Obi Wan, especially on Naboo. There's almost like a ballet style of the way mm-hmm. they're fighting, even mm-hmm. with the way they spin. And so that was a very good, cool catch. I didn't even, I mean, I was so like, <laughs> the whole time I didn't really think that much about it, but I was just, yeah, that was, that's a good, good uh, take. Uh oh. I also was doing the math. I didn't know if it was Ben or if it was going to go back to Luke. I was like going, I was thrown. Oh, so I was like, oh. where's the math? We're, we're, okay, oh. it would be like 10. No, you can't be He's like not even born yet. He's not even born yet. Yeah, not even born yet. Yeah, he's not even. I think it's what another five years until he's born in the Star Wars timeline. Who is it? Who is it? Ben Kenobi. Yeah, Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Sorry, yeah. Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Ben. Yeah, Ben Solo. Yeah. Why would they? Hmm. They didn't call him Ben because of Ben Kenobi, did they? Oh, they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good to know. All right. So <laughs> let's hear them spoiler comments. We got them spoiler comments because, dude, I like I said. I put this out right when I was, before I went to bed, and we got comments like at 2 or 3 in the morning. So, uh, Ricardo underscore and Ayla's, damn, I got no words. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's how I started the post. Wow, I have no words. You guys know what to do. Spoilers ahead. (laughs) That's all I was able to write. Um, Julia Araya, so are we not seeing more Grogu in the next seasons? (laughs) Um, then, then, uh, Alex, our friend, big smooth, he's, I, I, I highly freaking doubt it. Uh, I hope you're wrong because I love him and with my whole soul and he (laughs) comments me too. 
the punster, Ryan, Luke, effing CGI Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for the show, being a TV show, it as much as I enjoyed it in Rogue One with Leia and, and mm-hmm. um, Tarkin, Tarkin, so well done. But I mean, you could see how much they put into the show because Luke looked better than Leia, and mm-hmm. she didn't look that bad. I don't think so. But I mean, you can still tell it was CGI. I mean, he, it, but whatever. Uh, then he also comments on Big Smooth. I 100% agree. Uh, didn't really take me out of a bit. It's still a little funny. They couldn't throw in some cash at Sebastian Stan, though. <laughs> yeah. Then a uh, Dietophobe comment. And Stan is already under contract with Disney with Falcon Winter Soldier. Then a bunch of uh, Sasquatch 78. A bunch of uh, smiley face emojis. Uh, the Big Smooth, Alex. The Dark Trooper theme is a bop. What was that Skrillex on that shit? <laughs> <laughs> it Dude. was good, man. Don't hate. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's saying it like, oh, okay. as, as a plus. Yeah. So, um, and Again, Ryan was thinking the same thing. Like I said, you guys could listen to that on the volume two of the season two soundtrack. And it's under activated is the track. And which is cool because like um, real quick going back to season one, they released soundtracks for each episode. And many of the tracks are like, a minute and a half long, two minutes long, and a very few that were that much, that, that long. Uh, this one is kind of highlights from, the first one is the highlights from the first four episodes, and this, this volume two is uh, the next five or four. So, But the tracks are longer. They're like four to six minutes, and it's it's really good. So, uh, so where am I going? Big Smooth in the comments. Everybody saw the after credit scene, right? <laughs> Uh, so, is the Book of Boba a separate spinoff, or will it be the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba, for season three? I'd understand if they didn't want to spoil that in the Vester Day, uh, but if so, that means we get Mando and the Book of Boba next December. I think that's what we're getting. We're getting two shows. I agree. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to tie in each, each other, which, I mean, that's just a They guess. shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, Big Smooth also, if we, if that isn't the... Quatka calling the stifling slimy. <laughs> I had to put the subtitles on that because I, I had no idea what he said to uh, to her at first. So, yep. and then also hashtag Boba the Hut. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what my sister was wondering about. She's like the, the fat white guy with the tentacles. And I'm like that, that's uh, King Jabba there, Bib Fortuna. So, <laughs> uh, Uncle Porkins, Buddy Donald, best episode ever. Um, I think a lot of people agree with you. Like I said, nine point nine on IMDb. <laughs> Adidophobe uh, and Disney Plus crapped out at 16 minutes in. Um, <laughs> I agree because I was I was watching it and I kept getting the warning error internet connection. I'm oh like, no! Oh, dude, I was like refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> <laughs> I got it at the very beginning and then it went and then yep. it never yeah. happened. Oh yeah, it, 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 it yeah it fixed after like a few minutes, but I think everybody was, on the oh, planet oh, man. was oh, watching it breaking <laughs> the internet. Yeah, it did break the internet. Yeah. So. Which is funny because they just premiered uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet <laughs> today on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so, F-Cube, I am freaking out right now. As soon as I saw X-Wing, I was yelling at the screen, Luke! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely the best episode. I cannot wait to hear the podcast. As always, guys, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Thank Frank. Thank you. That's my buddy Frank, longtime friend. Uh, Nikki Pitts, 13, my sister behind me. Uh, big-eyed emoji. Whoa! Just whoa. <laughs> whoa! Mm-hmm. <laughs> At, yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying to watch. Anyways, I was trying to watch it again. That where it didn't happen. So thanks for the comment, mm-hmm. and thanks for the comments, 
live in the background. Uh, Skittle Muffin, good job, Disney. Let good storytelling show strong women not forcing it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an epic ending to the season. They showed Luke as a badass he was. Delete seven, eight, and nine, and start from here. This is true Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I like the beginning of that comment. I didn't like the end, but you know. But- We'll have to disagree. We'll just disagree on the bottom. That's okay. That's fine. There's a lot of we people all have that feel that They're way, never so getting okay. rid of it. Just learn to live with it, accept it, and move on. You know, the funny part is he, he said that, and I read uh, there's articles popping up, and I think videos of people are like, Mandalorian's going to retcon. I'm like, no, 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 it isn't. Nope. You want it to, but it will not. Nope. Let it go. <laughs> hey, and that's people- Seth, right? Yeah, you're one of your guys' listeners on LTP? Um, Skittle Muffin? Maybe. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah. Okay. That's fast. So, another great comment, though. Like, I, we yeah. totally agree with the uh, the uh, showing the strong women without being oh, yeah. like, in your face. So. Yeah. But I'm a I'm the unapologetic apologetic. I can't even talk. That imperial it's pilot the, felt it was in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. in the face. In the face. In your face. Yeah. Oh my god! I just thinking about that meme from the Hangover. <laughs> We ride the lightning. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sasquatch seven nine. Oh my god, dudes! So my hot take was somewhat true uh, about the spear being Gideon's challenger. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We anyway, wow, what a show! I'm curious how they're going to tie in Grogu and Skywalker. They're since, not. They're since, not. <laughs> since nothing is ever mentioned in the new Ray trilogy, I don't know. It kind of left me wondering. Glad R two made an appearance. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Grogu's blood is still outside of him, and that's still in play. Will Will Boca fight Din? That is where I think they're going to move now. She's either when they introduce the next season, it's either she's accepted it and is like, okay, we'll, we'll get Mandalore back together under you, or yeah, it's going to be they don't get along anymore. Yeah. And, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, but he doesn't want it. He tried to give yep. it to her. Yep. It kind of looked for a second like she was about to take it from him yeah. before the had that blip moment. went on for the X-Wing. It had that moment of her being like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Do that, anyway. little, that little, uh, was it the glove slap in the face? The slap? Oh, I challenge you to a duel. Oh, you won. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and we got I one. yield. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was funny. Because, I mean, he's just like, all right, I don't want it. Here you go. Yeah. No. And I like how he explained it, too. It's not the saber that gives you the power. It's the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was brilliant because they even tied that in a little bit slightly in the cartoons, but not that much detail. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, but um, and final one, uh, again, Sasquatch 79. I want to I want, I want see the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, would, I would bet money that we'll see the Falcon before the end of this. Well, it changes hands a lot before Force Awakens. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that many times. <laughs> we'll we'll see it get stolen times. from Han in season four. That's <laughs> oh, oh no! CGI cameo of, of Han Solo. Mm. We'll, we'll bring Alden back. Chewie, I thought you were watching this ship. <laughs> <laughs> and Chewie was in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> just just like Mando wasn't. I I was saying he should not have Slave One. He should not have the Millennium Falcon. Oh no! No oh, way! Yeah. No way! I'd be wow. down seeing it in passing or something. I, if he's on the ship, no, just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it for our comments. Yeah. Uh, more spoiler threads. Thank you guys for yeah, interacting. For interacting. Appreciate the throughout comments. the season. But don't worry, we're back next weekend. Are we? What Gallery episode one. Holy mackerel! It's already here. 
Man. Well, I'm still wrapping my head around this episode. I know there's mm-hmm. more stuff to unpack. I know there's more things to look at. I know there's more things to dissect. I think there's definitely there's definitely more things just to look at on the episode. So much happens that flies by when the action's going that we have not ca- caught Gene's guy yet. He's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's got to be no. in there again somewhere, right? Maybe. I don't know. Well... We'll see. The only he's going to be a legit character next season. I'm he's going to be you. like some radar technician. <laughs> the only the only little gaffe that I saw, which is so minute, was when Luke picked up. I Grogu. saw that too. Totally yeah, his arms too. were up when he was like, "Pick me up!" And then when they show him picking him up, his arms were down. But then when they went back to the other angle of him holding him, his arms were up again. And then when he picks him up, he puts like one arm under his right side and then his left arm like scoops him up from like the butt. And then the next thing he's holding him from from under both arms. I was like, that didn't make any sense. No, that was, that was a little screw up there. But the rest of the episode was pretty well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one question for an AV group. Oh yeah. Is Luke flying the X-Wing in his full Jedi robes and everything, but still wearing a helmet? Who Probably. Cares? Who's going to tell him what to Probably. do? He's going to do whatever he wants. Because <laughs> I can see that <laughs> once we get conventions again, you see the full Jedi robe Luke with his helmet on. Probably has a black helmet. I, I would buy it. No, he, he'll let R2 fly it. R2. Did Ray wear the helmet on her way to Exegol? Okay. In her Jedi no, outfit? No. Safety first. Not even, not even compare. <laughs> She, she even did, hit the uh, same switches. I was going to say, beep, boop, beep, but better not say that. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know. Because it would either no. establish that they knew each other before, or maybe R2 was just trying to be like friendly, like, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm no, like, we said that already. I said, you better not hit me with a stick like the other one like you did. And then Grogu's like, I can hit you with a stick? And R- <laughs> R2's like, damn it, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Hit me with a coconut. Rocking, rocking, and rolling. <sighs> season, season three begins on wherever their Jedi temple is, and Luke's teaching him to float things, and Grogu's just picking up rocks and launching them at R2. <laughs> Moving rocks. All right. <laughs> so. You ever see that skit on Chappelle show, Wrap It Up? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we should wrap Is that where we're at? <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So, anyway. I know there's more in this episode to look at, and uh, I'm sure we're going to get around to it again and watch it all. Um, I can't imagine the binge. We do have, like Chad was saying, we have Gallery coming, and we get so many revelations, especially if they have the moment where they have Filoni talking again. Mm-hmm. I hope they have that. It'll be uh, it'll be great to apply that when we do a rewatch, because I know we're going to do a rewatch, because mm-hmm. why would you not? Mm-hmm. We did it for season one. Why not season two? Because I suck to edit. Oh, to. did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch that after we get some more information and knowledge dropped on us. I'm sure that's coming. So, um, man, I'm still just blown away from this entire episode and this entire season. I'm blo- yeah, I was going to say, I'm blown away from this. I mean, done. the knock that we got a few, and I'm, I'm going to end my part with this, but the knock we got a few weeks ago was, is this too much fan service? Who cares? <laughs> what we got was awesome. It was amazing. It's some of the, I mean, for myself who loves the sequel trilogy still, but it was everything I hoped new Star Wars would be. A lot of great new stuff along with great nods to the past. And again, brilliant. Like I said, I'm going to start calling Ludwig, Ludwig the Great. And now 
Filoni and Favreau, Lord Filoni, Lord Favreau. Well, I I think, you know, we've always said, or I have, that as long as we get a story that is good and everything, for the most part, serves a purpose, then go ahead. Boba Fett, we made that comment. We don't need Boba Fett, but we got Boba Fett, and we all enjoyed Boba Fett, and it fit. Now we get Luke again. And as much as we were like, you know, I, I turned eight again, running around like a crazy kid and screaming, it was good because it moved everything along. So fan, I, I wouldn't call it fan service. I mean, you can, but you can't. it really isn't because to me, fan service is throwing something in with no real reason to put it in there. This had everything that we got was story with touches and connection yeah so yeah i mean amazing all the way through and to get everything we got out of it was mind-blowing yeah and i believe i if i mix up who said this i apologize but i believe it was uh Dieto he's an ultimate fan service is a quality show and that's what we've gotten so and i we didn't even mention big props of freaking peyton reed on this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i had no idea he was going to be the uh yeah the ringer as they called taika on the last the finale of the yep. last season I was assuming it was going to be Favreau. I thought he was going to book in this season, and uh, but dude, Reed knocked this out of the park. Mm-hmm. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, I'm gonna end with something that probably not too popular. <laughs> I think the last time I said that, we lost a listener, right? Um, I believe I said it last season where I said I didn't want this to be the Din and and Tiny show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I said I wanted him to move on and show more of what Mando's doing, this new character's doing. I didn't want it to be just about him taking care of this child. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, I am amazed at what a wonderful character Grogu is in the story. Um, not just from a storytelling aspect, from a technical aspect of how they made him come to life. An amazing job. Um, and all the emotions that got brought up, like I said, as a parents, you know, doing for their kid and, and having to say goodbye for the betterment of the child and all that stuff. Deeply, deep emotional impact. But I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some Mandalorian without Grogu in the mm-hmm. middle of it. You know, the one episode we had where he was just with Mayfeld and the rest of the group doing what they do without Grogu there. I, I know Grogu was the driving force for what they were doing, but I really enjoyed that episode mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, we've, we've gotten a few comments of that, too, throughout the season, so... It- yeah, I I'm, think it is a pretty popular uh, wish I, and hope. I am ready for for it to not have Grogu. I'm I mean, you know they're not going to finish the show without them rekindling in some way. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be a nice change of pace to just see more of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And then and hopefully they can make some time pass where we have a little bit of growth of Grogu, Grogu and, and see where that might lead. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with him actually being 
being the next Star Wars movie franchise trilogy mm-hmm. or or whatever they're going to do with it. You know what I mean? If he was the character that drove the the movie cinema experience and they made movies based around him and him getting older growing up, maybe reestablishing the Jedi Order or something later on because Skywalker couldn't do it. It's a good way to jump past all of the uh, sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That would be cool. I would be down to watch that. I think that would be a, a phenomenal way to go with him. Um, but I'm also excited about Mando and seeing what's happening with Mandalore and Bo-Katan and you know, see, see where that goes. And to see that happen without Grogu in the mix, I'm I'm good with that. I'll be I'll be all right with that. Agreed. So, um, and I know I know there's a ton of people that just want Grogu in there, and I and I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Disneyland, the stores. Yeah, Disney <laughs> wants more Grogu. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not just that. You know, kids love them too. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. I get it. I get it for sure. But um, his his interaction with Mayfield last episode was. Uh, a team up I didn't think I really needed or wanted. And after seeing Mayfield's character kind of like expand and you kind of actually see, I'm like, dude, give us more, give us more of that. So I'd love to see them team up again for some, whatever reason or yeah. And of course the uh, Mandalorian storyline on what happens with the dark saber, Bo-Katan and uh, I could, I could see uh Mayfeld or getting recruited by Cara Dune now if she goes off on her own show. As long as we I get more, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Happy and um, sad. Yeah. Roller coaster. Amazing roller coaster. Amazing quality. Amazingly done. Wonderful job. I can't wait to see what's next. But we're going we're gonna to wait. <laughs> but we have a lot of other Star Wars stuff to watch in the meantime, so that's going to be amazing. We're going to be back to talk about that stuff. Uh, we have the behind the scenes that's coming up. We're going to talk about that. Um, and I have I'm a sure, few ideas in my head, too. I'm sure we'll I've had a couple things. requests for us to do the uh, Lego holiday special, too. Yeah. Well, there we go. We, so we have, we have stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, and we will revisit this season again, of course. Um, because we love this show and I know there's going to be things that occur to us that we're going to want to talk about. So, um, bring your questions and observations up to us on the social media. We'll, uh, we'll tuck them away and, and bring them up at a later date too. when it applies to what we're talking about, but, um, reach out, say hi. We're not all negative Nancy's. Ask Chad. And I, uh, in the off season, I think we're kind of talking like this, like it's a sport. It pretty much is. We're in the off season now, but you know, I, I mentioned it in the past, but I, I still want to really highlight some uh, Mandalorian cosplayers. Uh, there's not a lot of con, there's no cons going on except digital. So, if you want to share uh, some of your Mandalorian themed cosplay, uh, either contact Chad through the Mando Mercs Facebook page or contact us and you know do a little highlight. Yeah, so. we'll put you up. We'll put yeah, up. when when we get into the off season, we'll make some Mando Merc shows for sure. Okay. All right, guys. Wow. Can't believe the season's over. Woo! But it was amazing. Take a deep breath. Yep. Oh, we weren't recording this whole time. I'm just kidding. Bad jokes are bad. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a little funny because of how long we've recorded. Though. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to call it here, and um, we will get back 
to you either with Lego or with behind the scenes or maybe something else. We'll see. Um, I'm breathing a sigh of relief now. But we'll be back to watch it later. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us again. And from this clan of four, we want to remind you, this is the way. This This is is the the way. way. May the force be with you.